Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan. Dennis Dick is still with uh, the back trouble, so he's on the IL for another day, but we hope he joins us uh, tomorrow. We hope he's feeling better. Doesn't matter, though, because we've got a lot of news to discuss. We have this uh, impeachment development, which is for the first time, really, uh, since Trump took office, we saw the market react yesterday to actual non-trade war developments in Washington, so we'll talk about that. Talk about Nike. What a quarter. Holy cow. Was I wrong about that one? Uh, Best Buy had some guidance. Uh, Altria and Philip Morris called off their merger. And our guest today is definitely a show favorite, Anne-Marie Band, CEO of thetradingbook.com. She would join us here in a few minutes. Joel, uh, what's the word here in the overnight trading session? Well, just for a triple D update, um, bad back and uh, he's, he's not even trading. That's uh has a hard time sitting at the desk. So uh, good wishes, best wishes out there. Triple D get, uh, get better soon. S&Ps are in the red yesterday. Uh, we made a decisive move uh, even before the impeachment lower. We took out last week's low. That's going to serve as resistance, 29.79, your pre-market high. Last week's low, 29.80.75. So if there's any hope for a rally for the remainder of the week, we're going to be trading in the 29 handle by the end of today's session. Uh, crude, it's almost like that event never happened, down to buck seven fifty six twenty two, looking to fill the gap uh, created last Sunday in the futures markets. If you're really looking for a target here, don't know if we're going to fill that gap today, but you need to get into the 54 handle. That gap comes in at 56.10, actually. No, that's not correct. 55.44 would fill the gap in the trading action from uh, the Aramco delay. Silver in the red as well as gold. Gold by 480 at 15.35.40. Silver in the red by 5.3 cents at 18.57 and a half, and uh, some margin calls and liquidation, perhaps the reason at BitMEX, 
Uh, the reason for Bitcoin, uh, it's trading down $50 now, but it got whacked yesterday here, 8330 So uh, Bitcoin bulls uh, are on the hills in today's session. We haven't been below 8000 I believe, since June in the Bitcoin futures contracts. So let's, uh, we got some earnings. We got some news. We'll stay yeah. on track here until we get Anne-Marie in a few Yeah, I, I do feel like yesterday was significant though. The, the reaction in the S&Ps uh, at, at around, really at around 1230 in the afternoon when, when it became clear that Pelosi was going to uh, announce uh, something later in the day uh, in the beginning of, beginning of an investigation. It's significant because I don't really feel like we've reacted that way before to non-trade war uh, headlines out of D.C., right? And trade war obviously, you know, affects businesses. So you, you, would, you would expect that to, to reverberate through the market. But for all the headlines and all the investigations, the market kind of just shrugged everything off until now. So I, I do feel like yesterday was a bit of a watershed moment in terms of how the market interpreted that news yesterday. Do you, do you agree with that? Uh well, I, yes and no. Uh, yes, that, you know, it's a pretty big political event. Number one, we don't know what exactly is going to happen, how okay. far the proceedings are going right. to go, right? right? So how, how can you react? Uh, number two, if it does happen, then Pence step, you know, steps in, and I think he'll be consistent with the policies of Trump. Sure. And the ramifications for 2020, you know, it's a little bit early to predict that. Uh, for me, I, I'm not surprised by the move in the market yesterday. And I think even if you wouldn't have had that news, you might have had that kind of move. Uh, we had a quiet expiration and we had a tight range and we had a weekly low. And yes, that pushed us through the weekly low. But uh, I think just overall, I just think the market was set up for a move and you need a catalyst for the move. And there it was. But we, like I said, we took out that low from last week in the futures contracts. Very important for us to get back above it uh, today and for the remainder of the week. And then also, if you don't want to, you know, seasonal patterns come and seasonal patterns go. But, uh, you know, the Jewish holidays are coming up. Traditionally, sell Rosh Hashanah, buy Yom Kippur. So if people are looking to, you know, take profits or do any kind of seasonality training, though I will say it hasn't, you know, it hasn't held up in past years as it has in prior years, but those are a couple different factors that today. Yeah. I mean, I think any impeachment process would take years, years. Right? Could they get it done right. before the election? I probably mean, not. Yeah. And so, right. so with that in mind, this, this is probably a buy the dip opportunity. Okay. Uh, just because there is no way anything gets done. I think before the election. Um, and even if the, Let's let's just pretend hypothetical. They do uh, the House impeaches him. There's no there's no way he gets. Uh, there's no way the Senate, Senate. There's no way that gets to the Senate. So, so this is probably a by the dip. Is how is how I would say. But I've been wrong before, and I tell you, I was definitely wrong yesterday in Nike. Holy cow! You're not wrong yet, though, Spencer. I mean, <laughs> uh, well, no, I can. I think it's fair to say that 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 I was wrong on this one. So. Uh, I looked at the chart. I saw $90, right, obviously. I looked at Foot Locker. I looked at Under Armour. I thought they would have to blow this quarter away for the stock to break 90. And what did they do? They blew the quarter away. 
Uh, EPS, 81, 86 cents, excuse me, 86 cents versus a 70 cent estimate. Uh, sales, 10.66 versus $10.42 billion. So a very healthy beat on the top and the bottom line for Nike in the first quarter. Uh, some growth numbers that they gave. Digital sales up 42% on a year-over-year -year basis, double-digit growth across the board, all their brands. Uh, China was healthy. Um, great quarter across the board there for Nike, and they blew through 90. You know what? Mr. Maps has made a great point here. He doesn't think the dip had anything to do with the impeachment. He thinks it was Trump's speech yesterday. Oh, that could be it. Yeah, yep, that could yep. be it. And he basically, and, and I, I agree, uh, he threw the trade deal prospects out the window there. So that's that was something that happened in the morning. I was watching the market during his speech, and, and that's a great point. That's a great observation. I have to concur with Mr. Maps on that one. What a what a great uh, name in the chat room. I wonder what the origin of Mr. Maps comes from. But let's move on. Nike blew it away, took out the old-time high, up 470 I give you a number, 92.65. Let's just call it 92.50. You got up there. You tried to get up there after hours, failed. Got up there again this morning, failed. So someone's working out of a piece of stock and they want out at the 92.60 area, 92.65, your pre-market high. We're 70 cents ab above that level. So I'll just say the longer it takes to get to and over 92.65, blue skies ahead after that. If, in fact, you know, you open up at uh, like 92, you go 92.10, and then uh, stutter, and then come back down under 92. I'm just giving you a possible setup uh, scenario. Uh, if you have that higher open, fail to take out the pre-market high, could see some downside. Uh, not a heavily traded stock in the uh, pre-market. What do we have? Ah, 262,000. No, yeah, pretty heavily traded. That's big volume for Nike. Yeah. So it could sweep out the book. I'm not sure what's in there, but uh, I'm sure those people with the GTC orders in, let's see, what was the all-time high? The all-time like high? It's like 90 on the nose. 89.97. Okay. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see if it doubt it can hold it down off the open with all that volume. And this is one, I feel like it had everything going against it. Uh, its peers were bad uh, last quarter. Under Armour had a bad quarter. Foot Locker had a bad quarter. Uh, you saw one, two, triple top there at, at 90. Uh, <laughs> I, I, man, and I was, I was looking on Twitter yesterday at 401, 402, 403, and everybody agreed with me. Everybody that I just searched for the hashtag Nike, everybody was agreeing with me. You know, uh, this is not going to be good. Not going to be good. Well, what do we know? You know what, what I can understand? I mean, I wear Nike. I wear Nike stuff. You know how often I buy a new pair of Nikes? No. I mean, like, once every two or three years? I don't know. Maybe when they wear out or something. My foot's not growing anymore. But someone well, is. Someone is buying. Uh, so it's all about it. it's all about that China growth and that e-commerce growth, the online growth. and both. How was their online growth? Uh, up 42 digital sales up 42% on a year over year basis. They've now had double digit growth in China for five years in a row. So they are nothing but consistent. So people are just not going to Foot Locker. They're not going to these places and they're just ordering directly from, uh, yeah. from Nike. That's yeah. Whatever. That's good. And then you're getting the analysts this morning. The analysts that had buy ratings on are playing uh, catch up with their price targets uh, raised to 106 at Stiefel, 104 at Pivotal. 101 at Piper, uh, 100 at Wedbush, 
95 at UBS. Uh, so we got a little bit of a rally going here. What is going on here, folks? I'm not see, seeing anything on the wires here. We are almost unchanged. Thank you, uh, Jimmy Vegas. I'm taking a look here. S&Ps are, are starting to rally here. We're unchanged here, uh, going unchanged. Little rally here in the pre-market session. We didn't really have any 815 numbers, but uh, good move here. I tell you, 29.80, big area to get over today. And, and that's a that's a good point, Spinner. I guess uh, Under Armour, in, in the world of shoes, Under Armour was the exception, uh, not the rule. Skechers had a good quarter. You're right. Uh, Crocs has been surprisingly hot. So I guess people are just buying shoes. It's a good time to, to make shoes right now. But shoe, what's the – is that – yeah, shoe kind of – oh, what about DSW? Uh, that's off the that's, board. Yeah, that, that who that, took that over? Go private? Yeah, uh, that was a couple years ago, I think. Really? Uh, I don't remember who took that. Right. I never liked that place because then you shoot, you get one shoe, and then you can never find the other shoe in those places. Yeah. They were people mess them up in the boxes, but uh, we'll see if Nike, see if Nike holds, you get a little bit of a fade. All right, um, Altria and Philip Morris here are staying divorced at least uh, for now. They have ended their discussions on a uh, a remerger. Uh, of sorts so that is off the table as of uh, about an hour ago 40 minutes ago or so and both stocks blasted off after that news hit the wires yeah that's just gonna be a tough one pm the recipient a little bit more of the boost here someone got real real excited here took it up to 80 bucks actually 80 right on the nose you back off 330 from that area Boy, oh boy, nothing on the daily charts here. 81.57, use 80 as a target. Did 81.57 off that. I mean, they pounded this stock off that news. And I'll tell you, folks, they pounded it. It's going to go back up, but it's not going to go back up as easy as it went down. I mean, I imagine this started when it was around the $84 area. Uh, so it's going to take a while to get back to that area. MO getting a little bit of a pop, buck 50. That's up near the highs of the pre market session. That comes in at 42.45. What do we have? Do we have any levels there? No, we don't. So if you're looking for something above that 42.45, 50, 43.51, your September 13th high. And uh, who is it that has the, the big jewel stake? Is that? Is that, that's all that's mo that's austria i think they're gonna have to write that down because oh, uh jewel yeah. ceo's out this morning and that that so these vaping deaths and are i mean i thought they they came from people that were doing their own yeah concoctions they, they did they did yeah and these guys but, are getting blamed but hey when you're in the crosshairs of the regulators watch out and that's where jewel is right now uh so don't know what more you can say about that that they that was a predictable bubble, I feel like. That of, was a fad. And, and even two years ago, I remember hearing about uh, the epidemic of jewels in, in, in like my cousin's high school, for example. Everybody had one. And it's like, there's no way that is going to be sustained long. There's no way the government is not going to eventually step in and do something. So not surprised. Uh, I am surprised that PM and MO this morning called off their, their merger, uh, but... That's huh. why they do it. Man, I 
we'll see. I, you know, I have a buddy that uh, I think an attorney for Jewel, but I don't think I'll be giving him a call. I <laughs> bet you, I bet you, I bet yeah, you he's pulling his hair out. Maybe, uh, maybe not the best day to do that. All right, Marie, hop on. Yet? Uh, not yet. So let, let's Anne do Marie? the other earnings report on our radar, which is Sintas, the uniform makers. CTAS had earnings after the close yesterday. Q1 EPS of $2.32 versus a $2.16 estimate. Sales uh, 1.81 versus $1.79 billion. So beat and a beat uh, for CTAS in the uh, last quarter. As far as guidance, they guided their full year EPS uh, higher than estimates by a little bit. The range they gave was $8.47 to $8.50. $0.57. Sales guidance also uh, in line there. So a solid full year guidance print and good on the Q1 earnings numbers for CTAS. Had a bad day a few days ago. Went from uh, nearly its all-time high. Uh, took it down to 245 Did you get a gap fill in here? Let me see. This low that you had was at, let's see, where's my gap area? You hit 49.01 on this day. No, I don't think you quite did it. You needed to get to, needed to get to 44.59. Well, you're working your way back into that big red candle. Not sure what the news was for it on that day when it dropped 11 bucks. Uh, Pre-market after hours high went right to 264.44. We have backed off from that area, so I'll use that as a target. If not, you may get a little bit of a fade. If you're looking for more. Uh, the high on the day of the big drop was 267.56. So if you're really super uber bullish, another five and a half points. And then if it manages to get to there, there's a pair of highs of the 270 area. What was the news, Spencer, on uh, September 6th or the 9th? It was the 9th. I don't. It was an intraday move. It was. Uh, I. I don't even know. It I, might... I. I don't have anything. That was right when that like growth value shift started. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it, if that was it, but yeah. I, I don't. I don't see a. Well, it, this is not a real high PE stock, is it? No, 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 no. What is the PE here? Let's see. It's not. It's not high. Well, um, I'd. I'd. I'd search for what the reason was on that. Forward day. PE of thirty. It could be lower, could be lower, but I would, that's not egregious. See, here's the deal. When you have a stock that trades, you know, a $260 stock, $250 stock that trades two, three, four, 500,000 shares in a day, someone has a large position, they want to come in. There's just nothing in there. You know, that was, right. uh, and it was actually, a, it was an extended move. It was more than one day. It, Thank you, Spice. It came out, came off three days in a row. So, not sure what the news was for that, but uh, some people getting their getting their money back. All right, a uh, couple other stocks that are on our list, uh, and we have some ratings, and we'll also definitely get uh, have some time today uh, for uh, for tickers later on in the show. Let's do what else did I have? Let's do Best Buy here. Uh, Best Buy out with some updated guidance numbers, uh, long-term guidance numbers for 2025. Uh, but they they raised their operating income rate, raised their enterprise revenue uh, numbers for 2025, offered some comments about strategic business decisions and wanting to re reduce expenses and typical corporate speak there. But uh, it's not going to react to this headline. 
pop 68.77 at the high of the pre-market session. Uh, coming off a big decline as well. And a lot of these stocks look the same here. Let me identify a high for you. Uh, nothing here. Oh, 68.77. I see uh, two highs. Let's call, let's call your resistance levels 69.40 and 70. I see a 69.28, 49, 69.90 high. So you're right there. Psychological high like 70 could be. Uh, come into play today. So up nicely. They're not really running with this news right now. Not sure what your spike high, the reason that uh, went to 74.49 on August 13th, but it did close. That must have been an earnings day or something, but it did close at 71.29. So a couple different levels off here. If you're looking to buy this on a pullback, I would use the top of yesterday's range. It's 67.71. The Spoos almost, they went green there for like a nanosecond. And now we're back under 28.70. So that closing price of 28.70 in a quarter looks like a good level moving forward in today's session. All right. We'll bring in Mariana at 8.35 here. So we've got about 15 minutes until then. Let's go to Broadcom here. AVGO uh, stock is down following news of a uh, $3 billion Series A Mandatory convertible preferred stock offering. Hmm. I really don't understand these. I mean, I know they're bad. I know that they're, you know, there's negative implications from them. I don't really understand all the details of this. Well, convertible offering is, is, is just when you're offering preferred shares. Right. As I understand it. Right. And, but you don't know what the price is. Right. So, you know, right. So, right. It's not well, but it's not, it doesn't have to be in line with the common. Exactly. So, yep. So it's hard to determine. Street doesn't like it. They don't like it at all. Down $11.06. Looks like we got some more work to do on the downside, folks, based on this pre market chart. Trading at 271 and a quarter. Uh, 270 would be the first place of support I would look at. Uh, three spotty lows right in that area. So let's call 270. Your minor support, if we uh, if we test that, a breach of that, the recent low of the move is way down at 262.50. But a couple targets in between there, 270, another daily low at 64.85, and then that August tanking low at 62.50. Uh, kind of similar headline here for Lynette with uh, in terms of just security financing. Uh, they priced uh, 75 million dollars of convertible senior notes due in 2026 and the stock is down that's why the stock is down this morning okay lci so uh lci isn't that uh did that stock have a big pop it did it did oh and it kept on going it had that huge pop i didn't look at this one yeah um and because our uh our buddy that was on the show loved this one, and I forgot his name last time. Um, <laughs> come on, someone's that's, that's gonna come specific. up with it. Uh, Gentile, what's his first name? Oh, guy, right, Guy Gentile. Guy. Yep. Yeah, Guy. Yep. That, that was the Beyond Meat day. Um, yep, exactly. he came on and uh, said he liked Lynette. Uh, oh wait, are we sure? Oh, was he, it, I, wait, wait, wait. Are we sure he wasn't short? Wait, let. I thought this was the one that he was in. Maybe it isn't. Someone correct me. I don't know. All right. Can't remember what everyone everyone says. And, on the show. And, and I do a pretty good show. job. You, you do do a very good job. Um, okay. 
there was one or two more stocks I wanted to get to uh, first. Actually, we covered pretty much all of them. But let's talk about AT&T here. So last week, the journal reports that AT&T is inquiring about spinning off uh, DirecTV somehow. Well, they had an interview with uh, John Stanky, who said, no, 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 that's not going to happen, at least for now. He said any review is a uh, part of normal business operations, but they're not specifically going to spin off DirecTV. So that report is essentially refuted right now. Who wants it? Yeah, well, yeah, probably, I mean, probably nobody. Yeah, you can't, you can't sell something that no one wants. Um, AT&T, it, it's held up after that move. It held up, yeah. yeah. And I'm just, you know what I'm doing? I'm figuring that 50% retracement, uh, even though we almost got to 40, 39.90 on that crazy day. Yeah. Uh, regular session high that day was 38.75. They took it down to 36 and a half. So that's only, that's a little over a two buck move here. And that takes you back to the 37 and a half area. Uh, you did get a pop up to 38.01 and then a nice double top at 37.85. So uh, I would say this thing really needs to get back to that $38 level, clear it, and go challenge that 38.75. If not, I mean, not holding this 37.5 and, and already backing off that area, I think you uh, could roll over, go down, hit that 36.49, and then you almost got to look at a gap fill. Wow, that came within 12 cents of uh, the gap fill at 36.37. So AT&T uh, digesting the move. Important for it to get back over 38. All right. Most notable analyst activity this morning is from Raymond James. RJ. Yeah, they're out on the home builders, and they are bullish. Upgrading Toll Brothers, Lennar, and KB Home, all from market perform to outperform. Uh, they must listen to Benzinga's pre-market prep, too, I don't know. because uh, we have been talking about those stocks and lower interest rates helping these stocks. Do we – is uh, KBH out? Boom, boom, No, boom. That's, that's after the close. It's after the close? Okay. What do you want to look at? Should we just go broad and go to the XHB or, let's see, 4305? I mean, it's up near the high. It's kind of – not the old time high yet. You got a couple of resistance points. 44 looks major. And then it looks like the seller stepped off 44 to the 43.50 area. Uh, kind of range bound here. So maybe uh, KB Homes could shake this out. You'd be in between 42.81 and 43.66 uh, for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight sessions. So digesting that nice run up, not breaking down, but not breaking out either. Same thing with Toll Brothers and uh, all three, kind of actually. Yeah, they, 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 they <laughs> Toll, yep. Yeah. Yeah, they, this one, 39. Buyers have stepped up at 39, but they haven't been able to push it back up to 41. Uh, Lanar. Uh, boom, that that one made a new high for the move yesterday up at, uh, what was your high from yesterday? It's trading up 79 cents. I don't know if that's an odd lot or not. Uh, yesterday's high, 56.05. You're getting a reset at yesterday's high, folks. Let me see what the, the volume is. I bet you that's just an odd lot. Uh, 380 shares traded up there. So 56, nice number. Uh, actually, 400 shares traded up there, so not a lot. Let's see what happens. 
at 56 in Lennar. And then um, there's a whole HOV. Is that a builder too? Woo! Look yeah. at that one. This is one that, that – Holy macro. This is one that I own. Uh, no, no, that's a reverse split. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> uh, this is one that I own. My dad bought for me maybe a decade ago. Yeah. Um, my dad bought me like one stock and this was it. <laughs> really? So, have to get him so, so that move is a reverse, but don't be fooled. <laughs> okay. And you know what's another one, another creeper? Uh, look at Pier 1 Imports. Yeah, and they're after the close today. Yeah. Yeah, Woo-hoo! yeah. they're after the bell. And uh, they also did a – well, what was it? A reverse split? Or let's find out what the exact ratio was that they did. But... They did a lot, but whatever the case may be. Four to fourteen here in Pier One Imports, uh, just reverse split. Yeah, well, they had a one for twenty effective June twentieth. So man, oh man, there, look at that. They caught people sleeping on that one, uh, up at fourteen bucks. Uh, these moves in these reverse stick stock, reverse split stocks usually don't hold up, but no, uh, no. we'll see how many wicker chairs, incense, and <laughs> candles they sold yeah. last quarter. Uh, the only other analyst uh, activity that I thought was notable was RBC this morning is very, yeah. very bearish on the drillers. They are uh, downgrading uh, Valeris, Transocean, Noble, uh, Nabors, Diamond Offshore, uh, Lib- not Liberty, uh, Independence Contracts. So, VAL, RIG, NE, NBR, and DO all catching a downgrade this morning from RBC. Uh, all only to neutral, but downgrade is a downgrade, and they are nothing but consistent this morning, just downgrading the whole sector. And uh, they must listen to pre-market prep as well. <laughs> I, we, we, yeah. We've been talking negatives on the oil. Everyone scene. listens to us. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, I wish they'd let us know when they're going to do these rating changes here. <laughs> Uh, let's oh, yeah, that up. would be illegal. <laughs> Rig is uh, Rig's been in the gutter, it had to pop up here after the uh, Aramco um, uh, disruption. Given back, I mean, you just have to look where these stock this one is actually below where it was before the Aramco thing, and now it's trading in the rad. Uh, if you for you low price stock traders, uh, 376. Up to six sixty six. That's a that's a three point move. A buck and a half. A buck and a half takes you down to five bucks. So maybe you find some support at five dollars. You had a daily low at five oh four, and then you can see all the lows uh, under five bucks. Parallels at four seventy five. That would be a big move here on the analyst move. And what were the uh, the other stocks that um? Uh, we talked rig. We've got uh, Noble, NE, Diamond Offshore, DO, uh, NBR, ICD. Yeah. They're, all, they're all back to where VAL, they VAL, yeah, they're all. Valero, what about Valero? V, well, VAL, that's not Valero. Oh, that's it's VLO. Yeah, Valeris is a driller. Valero is the uh, guest. I used to trade a lot of those drillers uh, back at Bright. Um, Smith. Uh, SII and um, man, there was another one, and those things were just wild. They were fun to trade, but uh, I believe they're gone now. There was there was Smith SII, and then there was another one that was just they just moved, and that that was that was a while ago. I think they've been off the board. 
Uh, let's see. What do we got? It's 8.30. Amory's coming on at 8.35. 8.35. So okay. we got five minutes. And let's – if you got a question in the chat, we're yes. definitely going to have time today to do some tickers. I know we usually do ticker time on, like, Tuesday. We didn't really have time yesterday. So we'll do it today. Drop your tickers in. I've seen a couple already. I've tried to write them down as I see them. Uh, one that caught my eye that we didn't discuss yesterday, even though they had earnings, was AutoZone. And I know you don't like talking uh, yeah. of the super high price things, but it is being is being dropped in the chat. Let's just do a quick look at AZO because we kind of ignored it yesterday. Uh, first of all, what did everyone think of Nate Tobik yesterday? I know Nick is great uh, always, but uh, Nate came on and I, I thought he did an Nate, excellent Nate job. Nate was great. Yeah. Nate was great. Yeah, yep. he, yeah, he explained. It's really like the this weird underbelly of uh, not it, plumbing is it, but it's a, it's like the plumbing of, of like finance and uh, super sort kind of obscure. And he explained it really well. So all right, AutoZone had their numbers yesterday, and I don't even know what um, the numbers were. But uh, it was a miss and a miss. A miss and a miss. But you know what's amazing is you almost got a, I mean, on the chart, it looks like, oh, it almost got to yesterday's high, but in re, uh, or, uh, the high from, let's see, Monday, but in reality, it didn't. 1167.30 was your high. You went to 1164.85, and then it got flushed. The market had a little bit of flush, too, so that probably didn't help it. Uh, great level for you traders here. Use that low from yesterday. Lean on it, 10.82.11. You bounced off it back at 1100. The reason I like it is within five bucks, 10.87.57. So that's in the same area. We'll call 10.85 moving forward. And and the reason I say that, folks, is that with with these higher price stocks, I mean, you got to get your bid out there when it's going down, get smacked. Because one, you know, you may have bought it at a 1087.57 using that daily low, and then winced went to 1082.11, but right back up. I mean, it, you got to use those. Stick with your levels in those stocks. If it's at your target, stick it out there and get it, and don't fret if it goes through a little bit because those ones are really tough to trade. All right, uh, we'll do one more before we grab Anne Marie. Let's look at ULTA Ulta. Ulta sort of made a bit of a rounding bottom since they cut their guidance on the 29th of August here. Yeah, and we had talked about that 224 level, and it hung out there. What was the exact low of the move? We even looked at that on. No, never got there. Well, close, 224.66, and it just hung out down there. It said, "Buy me, buy me, buy me," and if you did, you're looking okay now. Uh, the big, big area, you want it to get into that gap area. That's $16 away at 254 50 That's a that, long way to yeah, go. Yeah, that's a long way to go. And then you get into the gap. I will say I did talk to a buddy of mine um, that is in the, like, makeup uh, distribution. And they're moving into Canada. And uh, wait, so wait, Who's they? Ulta? Ulta. Ulta's moving into Canada. They weren't there before? Nope. Nope. So there's some growth. Okay. And uh, there's one going in uh, where I took my car in yesterday. There's an Alta going in at uh, 12 and Telegraph. So. so they have these like big retail locations, the physical store, brick and mortar, right? Yep. Yep. How, how is that? How is that working? Because I think when you, uh, I really haven't bought much makeup. In oh, my no day. kidding. Yes. Uh, maybe I need some. But. Uh, yeah, I think you got to go in there and, you know, put the stuff on and, you know. Uh, 
Not that yeah, we, we, not I that guess. We, not that we would know. I guess you just can't buy. I mean, I guess once you buy it, then you can go and look on <laughs> Amazon. If you can buy a bet online, you can buy anything online. So I think makeup's different. Different I, than a all right, different than a bed or whatever. I don't know. All right, uh, eight to thirty-five. Let's bring on today's guest, one of uh, our favorites, Anne Marie Band. She runs the tradingbook.com. She's an author. She's a technician. Uh, she is our. I feel like she's also like our market therapist. Uh, Anne Marie, good morning. Let's see if we can hear you here. Oh, having a hard time. Grabbing Anne Marie right now. One second while I try to sort out her audio. Uh, while I'm doing this, Joel, anything? Are we still okay? Can oh. we? Can you hear me? I can hear you now, Anne Marie. How's it going? Great. I'm I'm well. Happy to be called a market therapist. I enjoy that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we you know we had you on after a couple of big flushes, and you made us feel a lot better. So, uh, Anne Marie, why don't you give us a rundown of uh, what you've been doing the past few weeks and and how the market's been treating you? Well, um, before we get there, I would say that Ulta is really. Yeah, it is an experience. It's the ultimate girl store. And really, if you are interested in finding something or seeing how something feels and looks, it's a really great place to go. And they try to keep their pricing competitive. They have um, a preferred buyer program. You get to turn your points in for cash and it's a fun place to go. So I think if they can manage what's happening now, which really we can turn right into the market space, credit card usage and balances are rising. And so although we're looking at consumer strength, that consumer strength is being driven by what appears to be more credit. And that is a little bit troubling. So. Um, this one might uh, sort of take quite a while to fill this gap over the long haul in general. But as we go and slip right into that spy area, um, what, I, what I'm seeing happening in the broad space is something that looks like selling pressure is trying to build underneath. And so for all of the charts that we look at, we have been seeing deep dips to support that end up being bought. If you look at any of these major candlesticks from say June, we hardly have more than a couple of days of aggressive selling with the exception of the first time we lowered uh, the rates in, uh, what is that, July or something like that? Late July, that first rate cut. And then um, now we're looking at the second rate cut. Potentially, we could be seeing the same kind of motion. Really hard to say, but the market is definitely weakening. So yesterday, it felt really bad. I was looking at everything. The news was terrible. Everything seemed to be drifting off. And so I went to a heat map to take a look. And of course, we could see the flight to safety stuff, utilities, um, dividend yielding, pulling up a little bit. You know, we see a few patches of green in the REITs. But consumer goods, you know, also 
generally a flight to safely safety looked also good, but still discretionary wasn't rolling off a cliff, right? And so what it tells me is there's a still a good chance that we try to make a bounce off of these support zones, but we really are at a major litmus test event. And if things keep roiling like they do on the political landscape, we really could have ourselves a pretty dramatic drift on the horizon. So Anne-Marie, when you say the charts you're looking at and the candlesticks, what charts are those? Okay, so if I look at just generally SPY, which were we were looking at, then what you could see is that big dip down sort of mid-July that um, we had how many days? Let's see, one, two, three, four, five out of six days downward, and then we moved sideways. And now we've got the last space for an interest rate cut, which was the, the last time before. And the general prevailing mindset is when the Fed starts tightening, markets will move down. Now, it only moved down for five days before we started holding and moving up again. And that's because we are really the, the, the stock market of last resort, right? We're still doing well. We're still near all time highs. Nobody else is saying that. And as rates go negative across the pond and across the seas, what we are seeing is the flight into US equities. So at the latest rate cut, the prevailing minds are, hey, don't fight the Fed, Fed tightening, we're going to see markets fade a little. Buyers are sort of stepping out of the way when bad news comes across the wires. And we hadn't seen that until the last time that this happened, which was sometime in July. So what we are looking at is a do or die zone that could pull us right back down into our resistance areas near 2884 um, or, or 284, 288 in the SPY. We really are at a decision zone today, though. It's a really a do or die space or all the bounces will lead to sell zones. Yeah, Amory, I'm, I'm looking at it that way, too. I mean, you had kind of a quiet expiration. I would like to get your take on that. Uh, and then, you know, yesterday, Trump was speaking. The market was nervous. Of course, you had, you know, the impeachment come out later in the day. I mean, to me, I'm using that last week's low, that expiration week low at 29.80.75, right up there with your pre-market high. I'm looking at that as a key level on the downside uh, or on the upside. Man, but on the downside here, I mean, things get pretty thin once you break out of, uh, you know, start to break down through yesterday's low. Uh, give us some potential targets here on the downside. Okay, so in total accord with that, simply because the mindset, remember what I try to do in the markets is not just um, look at technicals. I think about how the traders are feeling with new sentiment because they, they we're all impacted by the things that we hear and then that turns into market motion. And what we saw yesterday 
where we normally had seen buyers holding or trying to toe the line, they simply stepped out of the way. So as we move into this space, we have these dip downs into 292 on the SPY here. If they hold, that's a near bounce zone. If they hold, what we'll try and do is come right back up into the 295, 297, but that's still likely to give us a sell zone because I think the chart is after the gap fill that's going to be complete at around 288. And so that is really what we are looking for, really driven by the sentiment of traders getting very nervous. And the big news yesterday that we saw all around the wires were that big money is moving to cash. Big, heavy investors are moving to cash now. You know, a lot of hedge funds can't do that. Pension funds can't do that. A lot of, a lot of things cannot do that. 401ks can't do that. All kinds of things can't do that. And so what they'll be they doing- What do you mean they can't do that? I mean, they can't- Well, I mean what? the people managing, let's say you have your 401k managed by somebody and it's in a mutual fund. Uh -huh. They're not gonna sell, they're not gonna sell you into cash. It's, it's just not how their revenue uh, and their business model cycle. They'll move you into something else, but the role is, and the goal is, hey, listen, you gotta be 100% invested in the market at all times, whether you're looking at something that's gonna benefit from a downplay in equities or a downplay in bonds or whatever. So that's what I mean by that. Not the individual person who is, managing their 401k and can simply go in there and go, no, I need to go to cash, right? So that, that's what I'm talking about. So the bigger players who would look at acquiring in big pockets, that's also uh, something else, right? You, uh, you will sell off in these big pockets and acquire in small pockets unless it's something that's moved to very deep support. And right now we're at the top of the gap. And if we're at the top of the gap, that's going to have to prove itself out. What about the uh, stuff that's going on in the repo market? Uh, we covered that yesterday, uh, something that hasn't happened since 2008. Is that uh, something of concern to you? Yes, it is. The question is, you know, obviously the Fed is going to start building their balance sheet again. It's just a requirement for right now. We've, we've, put ourselves on this hamster wheel and we simply cannot get off without fairly catastrophic responses to everything because everybody's over levered. So the question is really, are there other things that can get tweaked as we work through the liquidity process and get players to become more cautious so that less requirements for the window, in quotations, to open up. And of course, that's gonna happen again at the end of the month if there's another problem, right? Because they come on the 15th and the 1st, and that's where big money has to make big payments. And so they have to draw down out of their accounts. When they draw down out of their accounts to make their payments, then, we have the liquidity event from the big bank perspective because all the money's moving out. So we're probably gonna see that at the end of the month again, 
the Fed's going to have to come in again. And then the question becomes, is somebody going to start trimming their bills because it doesn't happen? And this is all for the big banks. There's nobody else on the hook. What about this move in oil? We haven't had John since then. Uh, pop over $60. I don't know if you had a position going into that, but uh, give us your take. Uh, oil down 98 cents today, 56.31. Uh, I think I looked at the gap. I think it goes down to 55.41. Can oil come down and fill that gap and rebound back up towards 60 bucks or are we looking at $40 oil in the six, eight? Well, you know, that's really, so let's talk about that. Saudis came out and said, hey, it might be a lot longer before we can get ourselves up to running. So the API puts a prediction out, their analysts go, hey, we're gonna have a draw. But instead we have a build. So we have a build and Nothing coming out of the Saudi. Of course, they're releasing fuel from different places, but still, that shouldn't have happened. We should have had a fairly good draw. Instead, we have a build. On top of that, the UN speech from the president puts everybody on this very hawkish mindset about what is supposed to be happening from more global slowing and so they are selling it all the way off my thought was 56 was the line in the sand could we have a dramatic sell-off that brings us into that 5540 yes but that's a buy zone there my thought is this we are still range bound and we are range bound because of much bigger problems inside of that space and so even if we dip very, very sharply to the south, we should bounce back up into the 55-56 range, which is why when I saw the big 60-62 level, I immediately began to short the XLE and all of that stuff sitting in there because it spiked up so high, right up into its edge, you can see that. And if you use something like a short call spread, which I did, I had the 65s, um, the 65, 67s made for a great trade, actually took it off yesterday. Good so we'll you. see how well it holds. Yeah, I mean, to me, I'm just thinking, you know, supply is, you know, the band is still the same. The supply, you know, was cut, but, you know, people are more than making up for that. Uh, Absolutely. Any, anything else, anything else on your radar today? Um, you stepping into Roku here or Shopify or Beyond? Oh, well, you know what? I got caught on the wrong side of Roku with, uh, yeah, I purchased, I, excuse me, I sold the, <laughs> the 135, 130 short puts because I thought, hey, this is great, but I did it right on the edge. And so I only lost a couple hundred bucks per spread, but this, this is a good bounce zone. If there's any bounce zone to be had. Now I'm a big fan of Roku. I really yeah. am. Oh, huge fan. We have it at our home in Cape Coral because we're not down there to, to have, you know, standard cable. And so we've got Wi-Fi and Roku is absolutely fantastic. We get 
almost everything we want to watch and it's superb what happens is it got thrown out it's the baby with the bathwater when we have the rotation of value from momentum and if there's any kind of momentum what was this 33 dollars in january yep. right so if there's any kind of momentum stock it is this one and so people are just buying excuse me selling the late ones to the party or the ones getting washed out right now it's heavy congestion i'm going to watch for it to stabilize in the next little bit but if it drops down to 94 or comes in at 84 anywhere around there i'm going to start accumulating via uh short puts again I'm with you, Anne-Marie. Roku is a great product, and I have it as well. So whether or not yeah. stock is priced uh, accurately. Is, yeah, it's really overvalued at this stage. However, it was just, you know, the bell of the ball. Yep. Have you gotten over that uh, Beyond Meat took the name, uh, you know, your symbol? Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Brian, Sh Brian Shannon said that to me. <laughs> Of the day. <laughs> All right, Anne Marie Band uh, is one of our favorite guests. She uh, runs the tradingbook.com. She's an author, technician. Anne Marie, thank you so much for the time. As always, we'll talk to you uh, later on in the year. Thanks, gents. Take right. care. Bye bye. Right. Sean, Sean Canfield here, uh, new to the YouTube chat, is off asking about Overstock. OSTK oh, and. It it it's holding in there, right? <laughs> oh, it did. Yeah, okay. It did. Okay. Uh, buyer stepped up. Eleven oh five was the low on Monday. I don't see if we had anything. No, nothing really in that. We had some good levels under eleven. I probably gave you guys ten eighty, and it it didn't get there. So you had buyers uh, step up yesterday, uh, from eleven oh five to eleven twenty two. Um, it had a green day. What's it doing now? Now it's up 17 cents. So you are, well, let's, let's use a target here. I don't know what your time frame is on your, your trades, but uh, your first target is 1264 on the upside. Uh, that was your high uh, yesterday. So it did get a little bit of a rally yesterday, but uh, came back down to the lows. Maybe that's a little market related. Uh, now I think if you fall, you're falling back, I use the support as a close at uh, 11.58 and then the pair of lows. Someone definitely wants to bring some stock in here. 11.08, 11.08, 11 11.22. I got one uh, talk about iRobot here. A new 52-week low, I believe. Really? Or it, if it's not there, it's darn close. So 60 didn't hold here. Just got no. whacked off its earnings report. It just never, never recovered. Hmm. 57.33 down 35 cents. I mean, maybe you get one of those reversal trades where it comes down through 57.33, makes a new low, and then comes back up. But uh, the stock's still in a world of hurt. What do you have on the monthlies here? I believe those month. Oh, you got some monthly levels at. Where you got 50, uh, 57 looks really big here. Two monthly lows, 56.90, 56.61. That was from April and May of last year. So if you're looking for more on the short side or looking to initiate a long, there you go, 57 bucks. Alex Joseph wants to look at Facebook. And you know what? 
I, this stock's in trouble. And not just in trouble from yesterday, but I'm going to stick with my point on this one. They went to 180.29 yesterday. Why are they doing all these different things? You know, why are they getting into this dating? And why are they doing this currency thing? And why are they? Because they can. Because they can't, because they know that the revenue stream is slowing down from what they're doing. I think that I think when a company starts doing things like that, they're recognizing internal problems. And I, I, I would I know Dennis is long to stock. I I don't know. I just don't I don't like it. I think the story's over and I think you need to be careful on the long side here. Uh, if you're holding out 17666. That was uh, the low of the move on August 23rd, but that, that's just my opinion. On the that. other side of that is Facebook has such a moat. They don't really have competitors. Like, who's their competitor? They don't have one. Twitter, Twitter's user growth was stalling while Facebook's was exploding. Yeah. I mean, Facebook doesn't really have a competitor. They, they, they compete with Google for half of the entire digital advertising market. So, or not half. I think those two... Uh, combined make up like 85, 90% of the, of all the ad spend on the internet. So okay. the, that's the other side of that is they don't really have anyone to compete with them. I, the government is their competitor right now. Um, yeah. What's going so on with Libra? I mean, how much money do they spend on that? I mean, and now big create no currency. I don't know. I just don't understand it. I, I just, I think it's broken. I think the business model is broken. I think when a company starts doing anything, that's just my opinion. You can trade it as you see fit. All right, uh, let's look at – someone brought up the cues. We haven't looked at the cues in a long the time cues? on the show. Let's talk about the cues. Yeah, I haven't looked at the cues in quite a while. Uh, busted out. I mean, trading range, you're up here. Uh, new all-time high. Nope, you missed the all-time high there. A little bit more volatile. Once again, bad candle uh, yesterday, and you're going to have to do a lot to repair that. Um, boy. Uh, a couple different levels here. It's in the red by a couple pennies. Let's see. Uh, next level, we've got a couple levels of support. Uh, 186.90, uh, that was your low, but uh, that's where things open up after that, uh, down to 185. So you got to just, just concentrate on that bad candle. I mean, it had the bad candle three days ago, then just took a little, a little breather. And then you had another bad candle again. S&Ps, uh, someone just said they went green. They did. We are green, 71 and a quarter. So we're getting up there. Once again, looking at uh, 28.80 on the upside. Some buyers are coming in here uh, towards the up. Uh, well, we still got 33 minutes before the open. But uh, we are going green. That's a good sign. Question about Cardlytics. I believe this is a fintech company. CDLX is the symbol CDLX. on that. Never heard of it. Uh, good support, straightening up 63 cents. Not sure what the reason for that is, uh, but I like the support here. You see some accumulation in the lower 33 handle, so good to go to the upside there. Um, on the upside, bad day yesterday, uh, 36.45 was your high. Let's see, uh, if you're looking, 35.79, that was a closing price from yesterday. Is there some good news on it, or... Um, um, never heard of no, it. New stock. They had IPO, some. They had yeah. some insiders selling yesterday okay. or disclosed yesterday, but uh, Cardalytics. Uh, they do something with hearts. Cart? No, no, no. Cart? No, no. It's like a fintech. It's like oh, it's like okay. a it's okay. like a fintech play. Uh, and then someone dropped in 
Disney. I don't know if you heard about what Bob Iger was saying, Joel, but he's got a he's got a, a new book out, and in the book he said that uh, if Steve Jobs are still alive, he could easily see Disney having merged with Apple in some way by now. And he What's, all, what he all, does that do? he also said that they really didn't consider buying Twitter, but it came down to uh, Twitter being just too toxic for the Disney brand. Which, which, which we which all do, makes sense. which I makes mean, so much sense. So I'm not going to read the book and I don't care. I might. You about all right. I mean, that just makes no sense. Disney is in trouble. I mean, I talked about this one too. I just don't like that big gap underneath. I don't know when all this streaming stuff is supposed to be uh, coming online here, but uh, you are on the lows of the move and keeping an eye on 131.02. I think the things really open up to the downside. You had the great month a few months ago. You've been holding 130 since then. So there you go. Uh, lower prices if you breach 130 here. I just don't like it. And uh, someone asked about CMG. Haven't looked at that one in a while. Uh, bad day yesterday. Look out under yesterday's low. Um, hard stock to trade. 821.48 was your low. Uh, that matched your 822 low. So under 820. You got a real quick move down to 800 in this one, 802.89. And then uh, MPC, uh, uh, Elliot's getting involved in this one. It wasn't Elliot the one that got involved in um, AT&T? AT&T. Yep. So I'd use my AT&T playbook on that one. Uh, a little see how much it overreacts and then see if they can take it up. But that AT&T hit uh, 39.90 in the pre-market trading. Never saw that. Never even came close. So let's see if that plays out here in uh, MPC Marathon Petroleum Company. This stock has had a nice run. They must be a little bit more diversified or they're more of a processor. So I guess um, when you look at it from still overall, the stock's been in a pretty major downtrend since the middle of 2018. All right. That's it. I want to thank our guest, Anne-Marie Bain. Thank all of you on chats, catch our podcast or replay the show on YouTube. Please remember all the information on our show meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. And that's it. Questions, comments, concerns, email us, premarket at finzinga.com. Everyone have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you on Thursday. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.